You know, I wanted to talk about this last month and a half. I have slowed down on my content and quite a few things with uh, going through some, some experiences and learning quite a bit. And, uh, you know, in the end, maybe learning a few things that uh, I've learned, but also some things I've done with my health, um, both with my mind and my body that have been have been really healing. You know, a while back, this this whole thing, I reached a point where I just hated doing it, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I still will. I understand, number one, who who is having me do it, and I understand that it's it's good and it's 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 helping people, and I get a lot of good feedback. But I just haven't felt very good, and you know, to a very small extent, the the process of losing my anonymity in certain places is. I would have loved it years ago, and um, it's I, I don't always love it, but I'm grateful to to do what I do um, and to share these things. Well, you know, I, I kind of thought for the most part, well, I, maybe I didn't think this, but I just, you know, I talk a lot about fear and faith and uh, anxiety, and, you know, I'm, I'm in the opinion that they're not opposites. You can certainly have faith and fear at the same time, right? You can know things are going to work out, but you can worry how they're going to work out and when and where and why, right? I think that love, perfect love, is is the opposite of fear. Um, both in the Book of Mormon and the Bible, we learn perfect love casteth out all fear. Well, about you know a month and a half ago, I just I, I alluded this in my last episode, but you know I have peace in my life. I have peace with God. My confidence waxes strong in His presence. I know the way I'm living, I'm good. I feel His Spirit with me. Um, it guides me and helps me. I have peace concerning outside influences. I have peace concerning the state of the country. I have peace concerning the economy. And my peace really doesn't shift based upon the circumstances of those things. And uh, the serenity prayer has helped me a ton in that regard. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, when things are happening that are outside of my control, I don't really stress about it because there's nothing I can do about it anyway. And, uh, you know, I've come to understand that if I didn't cause it, it's just part of, you know, my life and, and the things that uh, God wants me to go through to grow. So I don't worry about that. When it comes to temporal matters, however, that's, that's a different you know, that's a different issue. And, you know, really for me, it's it's not the lack of money. It's just, you know, the trauma. And I talked about this in my last episode that's attached with uh, different events in my life, losing things and stuff. I don't like to budget. I don't like to know where I'm at, right? And depending on how I feel that day, whenever I do, um, if it looks good, I'm, I'm happy. And if not, I'm bad. So, you know, I'm, I've, I've been praying to God. And I realized that, you know, I am for the past few years, I, I'm always, typically, if my brain's not distracted, I'm in a mild state of anxiety, at least, and uh, it's not fun. That's part of the reason I, I hate being alone, right? But, you know, if I'm, if I'm distracted myself, and not all distractions are bad, but by definition, they're still a distraction. If I'm engaged with people, 
I'm, I'm not thinking about this stuff. You know, if I'm doing something pleasurable, I'm not thinking about this stuff. If I'm working or different things. But when I have free time, my mind would kind of come to, you know, five or six things I need to do within my professional life to get on track. And they were overwhelming. And, uh, you know, with everything else I'm doing, and this is like a second job, and I'm not getting paid. And uh, <laughs> I just didn't have the time to do it. So, you know, I was asking God for help. Help me to not feel like this. I don't believe this is your plan, my design to be in a constant flux of, you know, uncertainty, anxiety, and, and you know, to a lesser degree, just, you know, inadequacy or, or just, you know, sometimes just feeling, you know, stuck and, and not being able to handle these things. So I also, you know, talk about uh, another thing I've been going through. I've been on a drug called clonopin for, nine years now. Now, clonopin's a benzodiazepine, and, you know, its ugly buddy is Xanax, which is worse. Well, if you, if you look at, my, I think it's my second episode, the first episode of my story, I talk about an experience I had with benzo withdrawal when I was prescribed a huge amount of Xanax, and it should have killed me. You know, it was through a priesthood blessing that uh, my life was saved, but it had a major impact on me because it, it was a horrifying experience. You know, I, I, I was suffering so much. I was making a deal with God. Hey, if, if I decide to stay on this earth, the only way I'm going to do it is if you put me in a padded room and no one gets to talk to me, but <laughs> you just, you know, they'll open the door, they'll put my food in, they'll shut it. And it was, it was terrifying, right? Well, this, this clonopin, you know, I've been on in between one and two milligrams, which isn't a ton per day, you know, and there's a, there's a misconception in the world of sobriety and recovery. Um, and it's, you know, in order for someone to be sober, they, they can't be on any medication, you know, and even in this case, the narcotic, um, a mind altering medication, right? Th that's dangerous. You know, an addiction is an addiction if it makes your life unmanageable. And I'm getting ready to do a, a big series on addiction, but that's up for you individually to decide in order to engage in this process is it sucking away from other parts of my life and creating unmanageability well i wanted to get off this for a while but you know i'm, I'm talking with my therapist and I, I knew it was going to be hard i went from two to one you know three or four months ago and it was it wasn't very hard well i haven't been able to fill up when i've taken this drug for years and that's part of the reason you know i haven't wanted to get off of it because you know, I'm like, it's, it's not affecting me. It's not doing anything. I just, you know, I, I can't tell if I've taken it or not. If I, if I go too long, though, I can tell. And I just did not want to go through the hell of, of withdrawing it. Well, a little bit ago, I was, I was scheduled to meet with my doctor. She, she's, she's awesome. And, uh, you know, she, she's been mentioning to me, you don't need it. And something happened with my insurance, you know, I just got this cheap little insurance, right? Other than that, I'd, I'd never really go. So it's just extreme major medical. Her office messed up on the billing, right? So I, I've got this appointment and they're like, you owe 250 bucks. I'm like, 250 bucks for what? <laughs> so that's how much it was for the telehealth appointment. I'm like, it's $250? Man, well, maybe, maybe, you know, I started to think, Maybe it is time. Well, anyway, I, well, I'm like, let me call my insurance and find out what's happening. My, I call them. I switch plans, right? They're like, we don't cover it. It's, it's, we don't cover mental health. You know, I, so I, I'm thinking, and I talk to her, and she can side prescribe it for uh, insomnia because it helps with that. But uh, I just thought, you know what? 
I think it's time to get off of it. And I, I could feel it. And uh, I didn't think it would be nearly <laughs> what it's been like. I, I really didn't. I've, I've done it before, and I'm like, I'm on a minimal amount, right? So I started to titrate off this medication. But I don't, it was no coincidence that when I was praying, all of a sudden, you know, my insurance wouldn't cover it, and the office overbilled me, and, and God was setting up the perfect situation for me to get off it, right? So I just, I felt like it's time. So I started weaning off this drug. Well, you know, <laughs> I wanted to wean fast. I'm kind of an all-or-nothing guy, and I'm like, I'm going to get off it, I'm going to deal with it and be done with it. And I've talked with some of my friends that have done it, and I've done it, and they're like, don't go fast. Well, I went a little too fast. And, uh, you know, about the time in my last episode, I talked about an experience where I just knew God didn't want me to do something, and I just kept asking, and finally I didn't get an answer, and I just went and did it. Well, when I'm in will submission, when my attitude is not my will but thine be done, and just give me a knowledge of your will and the strength to follow it, and I'm willing, life takes on an entire beauty I can't describe. Because all that stress and all those things that come in, you know, with uh, my will and ambitions and different things are, are, are not easy to deal with, right? If, if, if I'm in that mode, Things don't have that much sway over me, but if I if I get out of that mode and I lose the spirit to a degree, then the same circumstances become unmanageable the next day. And regardless if you believe in God or not, when you're triggered, when you're going through stress, you can look at your bank account one day, look at it the next day, the one day it's fine, the next day it's crazy, right? Well, I started to go into just this terrifying feeling of despair. And it helped to know that a lot of this was a manufacturer of my chemistry. It helped to know I've been through it before. It also helped especially to know that God's real and, and He loves me and will help me. But I couldn't get an assurance that He was going to save me in these temporal matters. And, you know, my mind started to kind of go in and out a little bit. It's called depersonalization. And it, it, it's hard to explain, but this, this deep fog comes over your brain and your vision starts to get cloudy. And uh, all of a sudden it was like, I can't do this channel anymore. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a wreck, it's, it's way too stressful. And my business is gonna fail. There's no way I can go another summer of doing what I do. If you wanna buy it, by the way, please let me know. Actually, joke, but not a joke. I could have plenty of buyers, but I don't, yeah. We'll see where the pest control business goes. But uh, anyway, you know, I just, I started to feel this despair. And I couldn't get an assurance from God that uh, he was going to help me on this one. And uh, with the medication, you all feel this way in benzoyl withdrawal. And it's a clinical marker for depression is the feeling I'm always going to feel this way. Well, that's kind of how we feel, right? And, you know, I, I've, I've learned that emotions are temporary. And uh, when I'm feeling away, I can recall how I wasn't feeling away an hour ago and all the times I felt a certain way and felt good again. And that's a powerful reminder for me that kind of brings me out. Well, I couldn't channel it. And I couldn't, I couldn't get assurance from God. And it was terrifying. 
and I couldn't eat. And, you know, I, my daughter's 13, and bless her heart. She knows about my past, and I just, you're the dad, or you're the mom, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm okay to take care of it. Dad's just not quite thinking right, and it was brutal. Well, I slowed down the... Uh, the weaning process, right? And I got assurances. You know, I could feel that assurance again that I have you. And thank God that came because it was like relapsing without relapsing, you know. But after that process started to leave, I started feeling just crazy. You know, I've done a lot of hallucinogenics. I've done a lot of LSD. I've taken a lot of mushrooms, uh, and that's kind of what I felt like. And I didn't hate it. <laughs> I started working at the temple about a month and a half ago. That's why my beard's shaved and uh, still getting used to it. it, it <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. I, I was at the temple a couple times, and uh, I'd, I'd felt it. And in my response the second time was, ah, do I have to shave my beard? I felt a strong impression. I will allow you to shave my beard so you can work in my temple. <laughs> well, understood. So I've started working there. And, uh, you know, as a side note, it's been incredible for me. You know, we don't, for you that aren't members, we don't talk too much about these things. They're, they're, they're sacred within there. But uh, it's, it's been incredible. Well, the, the main reason I bring this up is... Uh, yeah, I go there and you, you, we memorize certain things and share things. And, you know, as, as a worker there, that's, that's my job. And I, it was literally like I was tripping on acid there. <laughs> I was going in and out of coherency. Well, God picked up the slack in that situation. It was an incredible experience because I was not even cognizant of what I was doing. So... You know, I'd kind of felt like that. So I called up my buddy. I, I did an episode with him, Ryan Brinkerhoff, that owns Inside Out Hyperbarics in St. George. And he, he, he's as smart as can be. Saved my life a, a few different times and told me what I was going through. He's like, Coop, you need to, number one, get uh, an injection called NAD. NAD. And uh, number two, and I've understood this, but, you know, I hadn't thought about it. Find out what vitamins and minerals the body is taking to metabolize that drug. That's a lot of the time when we have withdrawals is because these drugs suck out of our natural store of different things, right? So I start looking at what metabolizes benzos and uh, talking with him, right? And uh, we decide to, I should get what's called a Myers drip. Um, it's, it's a famous intravenous IV of vitamins and also um, minerals, right? Magnesium and different things like that. I also have what's called the MTF, NTHFR mutation. They, they call it the mother effer. So you get, and I talked about this in my other episode, you get one gene from your mom, one from your dad. Um, if they're mutated, you can't process B vitamins, specifically uh, folate, folic acid, which is B6, but also the B12s, all of them, you have a hard time. So I have to take a methylated form of uh, B vitamins, you know, and it's, it's a simple fix. But at this point, most vitamins are methylated that way. And, you know, that if you don't treat it, you're going to have big issues with 
you know, a lot of different things, anxiety, depression, and stuff. You can get tested for that at a doctor's office. It's not very expensive anymore. Um, mainstream medical recognizes that it's a real thing as well, although I don't think they understand sometimes the severity of not treating it because it's uh, it's not a drug, and the, the, the major farm, big pharma doesn't want to get us better. They want to treat our symptoms and create more symptoms to keep us sick. So, and I'm not talking about doctors. I'm talking about the, the drug companies, right? So... I went and I got this Myers Drip and I got this NAD. So, you know, I went to this place called Drip IV out in Lehigh. Met, met you know, cool people that work there. It's just on the other side here at Traverse Mountain. And uh, I, I got an injection of it. Um, normally they will do a, they, they can do an IV as well. It's not cheap. Um, the IV takes three or four hours. But, uh, you know, I just got an injection. I got two of them. And... That's what took away the pain of the withdrawal. Um, but I started tripping. And it, it was kind of fun too, but I was just, <laughs> I was out of it. I forgot what drugs were like. You know, like I said, this clonopin, I, had, I hadn't even been able to tell a difference. And it's been years and years. Well, I felt pretty good. You know, I went to a fireside last Sunday and like, I'm sitting there and I'm goofy. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I smoked like four bulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I talked to a few people. Talked to I think some girls I never talked to. Um, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't seem right. And you know, another friend of mine had mentioned she'd she'd observe something as well. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was going through withdrawals and this as well, right? So I started weaning off this process, and I think I'm on day six of just completely having this drug out of my system. Well, I thought because I am not on a huge amount of it that, you know, it's fine. Well, the problem is how long I've been on it. I've been on it nine years. And it shifts and changes the neural pathways with, within your brain. Uh, specifically, it messes with your GABA receptors, which, you know, deal with emotions, anxiety, stress, different things like that. And I went and got a blessing from, you know, Mark Minor. He, I did an episode with him. I'll just say I've had some powerful assurances from God and some of these blessings that are so specific in my life. A lot of them have come true. And, uh, you know, either Mark's a really good guesser and predictor or, or he's a man of God and the priesthood's real. Well, the second is true. And I, I won't share all of it, but um, in it, you know, and for you that, that aren't, members of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, within this church, we hold the priesthood of God. And it's His power. And it's not a power to, uh, you know, if we try to use it for ambitions or pride or for our own loss or our own will, we no longer have it. And there's certainly people within my church that do that and they manipulate because of it. But, you know, it's based upon your faith, but certain promises can be given you healing, different things like this. Well, it said I have been granted grace that I wouldn't suffer the full effects of withdrawal and I wouldn't know what to put in my body. And all these things started to come out. And it was interesting, even during these pleasureful times, it was like I was getting to check out and nothing was stressful. I just wanted to be lucid. 
that's a big deal for me because <laughs> uh, I have a long career of numbing with different substances. But I realized I just want to be in control. I do not like not being in control. And, you know, I've, I've been through this process and I'm still in withdrawal a little bit, but I'm starting to come out of it. And my mind is clear. If you pay attention to my temperament with all of my episodes, and then if you pay attention to the last couple, I'm way more calm. And this is naturally how I am, right? But the last few, I've just been through it and... <laughs> It's everything I can to put content out. And, you know, I've been lonely and different things like this. Well, it feels like I'm waking up. And it's a clarity and a peace that I haven't gotten in a long time. And I feel like everything has slowed down. And I've had strong assurances with certain things in my life with, you know, finances and dating and all these different things. And for me, it's kind of funny. For a guy that's had so many experiences with the divine, when it comes to my problems, my default setting is to deal with them like I'm an agnostic. <laughs> you know, I freak out. This is going to do this. This is going to do this. And I can even be reading and praying and this and that. But I still don't grasp. I couldn't grasp the fact. And it would like click on me every few days. Oh, yeah, God has me. <laughs> There's a God in heaven. I'm going to be fine. Well, coming out of this, I've just had a peace. And I do not feel nearly as stressed about things because I have assurances. My Heavenly Father seemed fit to bless me with some powerful, peaceful blessings. And I'm like, why am I worrying about the where's, when's, if, and how's? I already know. And it's been an incredible, incredible shift. I don't know if I've ever experienced anything quite like this. I'm very present. I was talking with a guy a couple days ago, and, uh, you know, we are talking about anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, is there anything about our interaction that's scary? Right here, right now, in this instance, is there anything that's threatening you? No. I'm like, well, then there's nothing to be scared about. He's like, well, I've got all this. Like, yeah, yeah, but that's in the future. There's nothing to be scared about. Anxiety has its place. It heightens our senses, right? If we're getting attacked, it braces us for the attack. It helps our adrenaline, our body kick in to do extraordinary things in stressful situations. The problem is if we're caught up in the future or stressing on the past or have unresolved trauma, it throws us in that state when we're not supposed to be there. The only thing that matters is right now. And if you can learn to be present you can learn this idea of mindfulness, it's almost game over. And I've done so many things. And it's been so frustrating, so stressful to me. There's a wonderful book by a guy named Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. Incredible book on uh, mindfulness. But I just couldn't quite do it. Well, I'm not advocating people get off the if they're on it. I'm, I'm certainly not. I know some people have been on it for so long and it's fine for them. But I was just prompted to get off. But I'm feeling my brain literally heal in real time. And I am so grateful. 
you know, I thought about that prayer. Help me to not worry about finances. Help me to not feel so overwhelmed. Help me um, to get off clonopin. Sometimes it's scary to pray for those things because God answers the real way. And in this instance, it was, it's not been fun. But I promised him I would not go to my coping mechanisms during this time. I would not go back to drugs or, you know, porn or using people or whatever. And, you know, on top of this, you know, three, four months ago, I, I've, I've just been tired tired taking naps you know when i get home this and that not as much drive and i started to learn a little bit more about testosterone as well and you know i had always you know likened it to steroids steroids have always scared me never used them um was in rehab one time with a guy really nice guy and he'd started messing around with steroids and one night we we're watching on the tv and this guy had murdered his family and he's he's like yeah when i was on steroids i saw something like that and i could understand how they did that well, it made me nervous, right? And so anyway, I I go talk to my friend that owns a pro shop at one of the gyms. He's like, well, you know, once you stop creating it, you just kind of stop creating it, right? And so what you need to ask yourself is, do you want um, uh, do you want the, the benefits of increased testosterone until you're older or not? So, you know, I started to think about it, and I really started to pray about it. <laughs> made me nervous. I'm, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, active member of my faith and we believe in not only abstinence before marriage but even even the very exciting of the passions is detrimental right and uh i don't masturbate i don't look at pornography and i have some major reservations about an increased libido well i you know i i started with pellets um and they're time released and it, i didn't feel wonderful it definitely helped and then those had started to wear off and i went in um and started doing this therapy. Well, man, I feel better, right? I've also put on 10 pounds of, of just lean mass and lost most of my body fat, which is, you know, great. Um, but, you know, and part of it is, you know, if, if, if you're feeling that way, it's something you want to consider. I'm not going to say do it or don't do it. I've studied all the risks that there are. I, I have a doctor that, you know, checks your blood count, different things like that. And for me, I could tell it was part of my healing path, but I was also concerned. Well, I bring this up because, you know, when they start bumping you up, you know, they don't know exactly where you're at. Well, if I even entertain... <laughs> Even entertain a sexual thought, my body goes on fire, and it's incredibly uncomfortable. I feel this energy <laughs> in my arms, my legs, and it's not even just like a sexual release as much because I try not to engage with it, but it's just this absolute feeling of uncomfortableness. And uh, you know, I, I now I'm stabilizing it; it's calming, right? But uh, that increased, you know, the temptation to do things that I, I shouldn't do, right? And, you know, I have this on and off again, a little temptation with reels on TikTok, which, you know, has a lot of crap on there. <laughs> and uh, I just was like, I'm just deleting whatever, because I know that's a slippery slope. But I knew if I was to... You know, forsake my truths, my values, you know, it was going to make this process a lot harder. 
well, I feel so much better. And, you know, the other thing I've been dealing with is I, you know, I, I, I used to be a hip hop dancer. You know, I, I tell people I made all the money I needed to make and then I, the objectification took its mental toll and I've stopped. I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never been a stripper. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm embarrassed about my little antics, some dances and different things. Uh, yeah, as you grow up, you wisen up a little bit. But um, anyway, my point is, you know, I, I've kind of shifted and I, I like this country swing dance and learned how to do it, right? Well, when I pull with tension with people, it's, it's created kind of this chronic strain right here in my arm, right? And it goes up into my shoulder and uh, it's it's been nagging. And, you know, a, a while back I got introduced to this gal. She's, she's no longer practicing here, but uh, the, the, she works with bodybuilders. And bodybuilders don't like to take time off when they lift because they lose, you know, th their gains. Especially as you get older, I don't like to take time off one because it's very therapeutic for me to, you know, I can start to lose. When I got leptospirosis, um, like I talked about in Ryan Brinkhoff's episode, I was two and a half months off. I didn't lose everything, but I lost a lot. Well... I've been to, you know, chiropractors and I've, I've been to types of massages and they're, they're all great. But when I went there, you know, I've been there before and I, I'm not quite sure exactly what they do. But I think, you know, the issue is with these strains, hurts and different things that stuff stuck, right? There's that the blood's not getting into certain things. And so she moved. There's a new guy that does it out in Draper. It's called Bulldog Manual Therapy. You can, go, you can Google up Bulldog Manual Therapy in Draper. Well, uh, I went there and, uh, you know, all that they do is they put little pressure on certain areas and then they do range of motion movements. Well, I'm so tight, I couldn't move my hand about right there. Within 20 minutes of him working on me, I can move it there. It's just insane. Like the pain's starting to go and this has happened before. When I went with her, I had, you know, severe issues here and I'm like when can I lift she's like 80% today 100% tomorrow this is a six month six week minimum situation that I you know if I wanted to heal it I have to lay off and it's worked you know so he started doing all these things and I'm just getting loose in all these areas right and starting to feel better and you know I, I the, the whole thing that I'm doing here is just trying to talk about ways to heal right and, vitamins, you know, and finding out the, even if you are on medication, you know what I mean? Find out the vitamins that, uh, and minerals that that specific medication, you can Google it or, or taken from your body. And if you find a way to uh, supplement in the way you can, to a degree, offset the unpleasant side effects, right? Well, I tried to do that forever with Adderall. I became an expert with Adderall. Um, but I don't think God wanted me to figure out how to have Adderall without side effects because it made me a, a, a narcissistic maniac. <laughs> and, you know, my answer for addiction is, is not found within the body. All those things can help. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual thing. I had this to get better, and the way I keep in remission is I help people get through it. And as long as I do that, I don't ever feel like doing it, right? But I went there and he loosened me up quite a bit. And, you know, within the next day or so, I was having much less pain. Well, a couple of days ago, I was out spraying a house. And uh, if you know these houses in Utah that have these really deep window wells, and they have like these metal coverings that cover the entire window well, and they've got bars across, they're, they're, they're heavy. 
And, uh, you know, in the winter time, I don't do spray because the bugs are dead. I, I do dust in the cracks and crevice areas where the bugs are going to lay their eggs. The spray's water resistance, the little bulb duster, so it'll shoot in those areas. It covers the bugs. It lasts um, in the spring when they start to hatch. It starts to kill one of their babies. Also, that dust can line underneath the siding and cracks, and it provides a, uh, provides a pretty good uh, protection against bugs. Well, I went to step on this... Uh, thing on the cover and it wasn't on on the side and it I fell in and you know it's it's almost up to my head it, that high and I just fell hard and it fell first and I fell on top of it it hit my rib strained my shoulder again the other shoulder and I slammed my head against the top of it and I got these two little fun things there and like that easily could have killed me <laughs> easily I fell hard enough if I would have hit my neck or if I would have hit my head harder, I, I just kept thinking, that poor woman, she came home, my truck's out there, and I'm dead in her, uh, <laughs> it's not funny, <laughs> I, I'm dead in her um, little window well there, but I, you know, I landed, and it just felt, it felt incredible that I landed the way I did, landed on my feet, and I just barely touched my head, so it did not hurt, didn't give me concussion, didn't feel dizzy or anything, it's definitely strained some stuff up here, but yeah, I'm protected. I have no doubt God saved me in that one, but also taught me I'm protected, right? And so I, you know, I've got, I've got another appointment with with Bulldog Manual Therapy to, uh, you know, go adjust this stuff. But if you're if you're dealing with any types of injuries, you know, it's it's certainly something to consider. It's a hundred bucks a visit, and uh, he he works miracles. If you have questions about it, you can. You know, if I have time, and my time's getting more limited, and I'm getting talking to a lot of people, but if I have time, I'll at least try and respond and, uh, you know, try and answer any questions. But but really, if if you're interested, you can you can submit form or whatever. It's again there, but I, I felt strongly to share that with you because you know, this is just about improving life in general, and that's certainly one of the ways. Well, I just. It, it, you know, to, to fully heal, you know, all these things come into play. And it's, it's, been, it's been a month. You know, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, I talked about this in, uh, you know, how healing my stomach, healing my mind, that episode. But, uh, you know, when I'm talking about these, these deficiencies, these vitamins, um, or that are sucked out. Well, there's a, there's a, it's a, it actually under, goes under the name Empower Plus, um, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, Empower Plus. It's a vitamin you can get on Amazon. They also multi-level market it here in Utah. Um, powerful. It used to be called Q96. You don't have to do the multi-level to buy it. I've taken it before, and I was so zapped on vitamins. Um, I just immediately could feel it. And it, my brain came alive. And, uh, you know, part of the blessing was you'll know what to put in your body. Well, I get directed to take NAD and this stuff. Well, I'm talking to one of my friends I'm working with, and he's, he's recently getting off uh, a drug called Zyprexa that, uh, you know, I, I believe it's an antipsychotic, or it might be in the benzyl family. It's similar, and he's just been through a nightmare with it, trying to get off of it. Well, these people at Empower Plus, they, they help. They help with uh, withdrawals and different things like this. But he told me, I got a couple. I'll bring them over. And, you know, I've been taking them every day. And really, they're just vitamins and minerals. They're, they're smart in the amounts and, and, you know, what they put in there. But the real magic is the way they chelate it 
or the chelation process or, or they make it bioavailable, right? If you take a vitamin normally, you know, you, you pee out this fluorescent, your body's not metabolizing all of it, right? Well, these things I can feel almost instantly. And, uh, you know, I've had a couple people I've given them to that were having anxiety issues. And, uh, you know, within a couple mi minutes or 15 minutes, they're already calm because with this lifestyle, with these drugs, with, with all this stuff, we are just down. So it's something to, you know, I, I, I would recommend them to anyone you know proper nutrition is a vital component of your health it affects your mind your body your ability to abstain from you know detrimental pleasurable things whatever so it's 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 been amazing to me i have so many things i i want to talk about and they just continue to come but i you know i i want to i think i'll probably start putting out a little bit more content again i don't just view what I'm doing as a YouTube or a podcast, you know, on, on my Facebook page, uh, I post a lot of clips. I think a lot of my friends don't know I do any other content. They're just like, those are nice clips. <laughs> well, I'm not a marketing guy, um, you know, and at the time and place, if I want to do this, I will do it. But, but my, I don't have goals for what I want this to be. I'm just trying to help people. And, uh, you know, trying trying to trying to do all that stuff. Obviously, my point is, I'm I'm probably not doing the greatest job. You know, and and I've learned on social media, people don't read my many things, right? If you have short little content, but you know, I've I've done a lot of little clips of episodes and snippets and different things. And for me, it's anything I can throw out that helps you. Good. If if you don't want to talk about God, that's fine. I talk about a lot of other things within this, and I just want to help. And if, if you don't like me, if you hate this stuff, that, that's totally fine. I just, I hope you get to a point where you just, you realize to really hear yourself, it's, it's an inside job, right? And after suffering like I have, I hate to see people suffer. I hate to. And if I can do something about it, I'm going to try my best. If I think something's going to help you, I'm going to tell you, even if it offends you, even if you get mad at me, even if you want to sever a relationship, if I don't tell you that, that bothers me. That bothers me because what got me better was people telling me things I didn't want to hear and it offended me and at times I wanted to sever relationships. So I love those people today. They love me enough to, to shoot straight with me. So, you know, I'm grateful to be feeling better. This is the clearest I felt in years. And it almost makes me a little nervous, you know, even though God's blessed me that my mind will be clear to see and I'll heal. It's like, can I really... Can I feel this clear? And, you know, like I said, all of a sudden, these stresses are not real stresses because of the assurance that God has given me. And I'm like, that'll just be fine. That'll just work out. This interaction that I'm having, I'm not going to put any expectations with this person because it'll just work out. I have to stay strong in my convictions, my beliefs, and show up. And I already know. And that's that's a wonderful blessing. You know, I... In closing, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with a scripture. I can't even think of the actual reference of it, but you know, in paraphrasing it, God is leading this people across the wilderness um, in the Book of Mormon. You know, it, the book takes place from 600 BC to 400 AD in the American continent. It talks about the coming of the Savior, and 
you know, simplifying his doctrine and, and all these beautiful truths. Well, at one point he says, I will be the light in, your, in the wilderness and you will know it is by me that you are led. I think the second one's a better blessing. I love to have a light in the wilderness, right? But through this process and as things are unfolding, my faith is so much stronger because I know God is leading me. You know, I, when people want to talk God, I'm like, just, let, just sit down, right? I'll talk to you for three hours about my life. And I'm going to talk about certain experiences. I'm going to talk about all the little intricacies and different things that happened in order for me to be at the right place at the right time to experience what I had and have the results that I had. And you tell me if you still think it's coincidence. Well, if someone's being objective and not being biased and just is giving me a truthful answer, I don't know how you wouldn't believe how I believe. And this experience is just confirming my faith and share with you that God is real. I know He is. I know He has not abandoned you. I felt that. I know my financial issues will never be solved by money. I know a guy that's worth a hundred million dollars, but he doesn't have faith in a higher power anymore. Well, every twinge of the market, every uh, war across the sea, every scientific thing, everything throws him into an absolute panic. And in order, and, and it manifests in a financial stress. Well, he's got a hundred million dollars he doesn't spend. Well, because he doesn't have faith that God or a higher power is, is going to protect him. And if these things do take his money away, God will still be there and they're meant to take it away because he didn't cause it. He doesn't view it that way. He's terrified all the time. And his answer is to try to make as much money as he can. And it can lead to greed and different things like that because there's no peace. Money would never solve my financial stress. It's a faith issue. It's does God really have me or he doesn't have me? Because I've lost a lot of money and I've made a lot of money. And my anxiety is kind of eh, around the same, right? Yeah, they, they've done studies that about 80,000, probably with inflation, 100,000, that the quality of life doesn't change. It does not change. But through going through this and, and getting a faith and peace has been everything to me. You know, there was a story about uh, in the history of, of my faith, you know, we, we started the exodus to the West and settled these lands and everything like this. And uh, th there's these people that are talking about this, this handcart company called the Martin Handcart Company. And they're, they're going through it. And uh, it didn't go like they planned. It didn't go like they planned. A lot of people died. A lot of people lost their, their kids, their families. They, they watched their loved ones die. They contracted, you know, all these, all these different uh, afflictions because of the severity of, of the winter and crossing there. And a lot of people thought it was a mistake and lost, you know, faith in the leadership of the church and lost faith in the direction, everything else. Well, they're at a place in Cedar City. And I think this was, you know, maybe the early 1900s, late 1800s. I can't remember exactly yet, but some people are talking about that. And they're talking about how big of a mistake it was because it did not go how anyone planned. And they're mentioning this woman, right, that had had a horrible experience, and this guy stood up. And he said, I was in the Martin Handcart Company. 
and I know the woman you're talking about. And everyone that was in that company at the end of it knew with an absolute assurance that God was real and that he had them no matter what because we saw the power of God in ways that we could never answer for. And after that trial, their faith in staying strong, the rest of their life was pretty much okay. It was not void of pain or misery or different things, but they knew because they allowed God to show them in ways. Well, we have this idea that the blessings of God look like financial success or getting from A to B safely or all these things. They don't always mean that. That's how I always thought. I was a destination happiness. Move, keep moving, keep trying to find it. You know, find the greener grass. Well, the grass is greener wherever you find it, but the journey and how I found God was in the climb. And you know, this experience, I feel like is solidifying for me. What I've, I've known is that the way God has, has answered me, I'll never forget this. And my gratitude for him and his son is just so much deeper to me because it's been just a brutal experience. You know, I was talking with one of my friends and we're going through our health issues and we're talking about life. And it's like, is this, <laughs> is the rest of this life going to be quite like this? Just, you know, going through freaking hard stuff and just hoping it gets better. And at this point, we're both in the same opinion that, hey, living against our value systems or against what God wants us to do is just going to make it worse. And that's kind of a sucky place when you're going through it because drugs don't make you feel better. Uh, you know, having wild sex with a bunch of random people does not make you feel better. So there's, we're like, there's really no other option anymore but then just to deal with it and hope it gets better. Well, in, in closing, I shared... Uh, you know, there's, a, there's one of the 12 apostles in our church, uh, D. Todd Christofferson, had a quote. It's on my Facebook page, but to paraphrase it, he's talking about an experience where he was losing a business. And uh, he said, you know, I'm grateful now that I suffered like that because it put me in a situation that for years I had to depend upon God daily. And it felt like I wasn't getting an answer for years, right? I just would get a little breadcrumb here. Or something would just open up just a little bit. And I was suffering all that time. But it was just a little bit to keep going. We said that experience and being put in that state of dependency that long, I do not think I would have gained a faith and the power in God and came to know Him and His Son in any other way. Or it would have taken a lot longer of not suffering as much to feel that. But he said, I now walk hand in hand with God. I trust him with my whole heart. And I'm getting to where I trust him with my whole heart. I don't think I'm quite there yet, you know. But I do think there's a shift. If you give him a chance, if you step out into the unknown, if you stay consistent as he continues to help you, my mind is starting to realize he has me. He's already told me how things are working. We know how the end of the world's going to go. You know, we know which teams wins. The, you know, as Elder Holland said, the problem is we're trying to figure out which one we want to play for. God wins. God triumphs. His blessings are sure. He's already let me know. And getting my mind and stuff right this past little bit has helped me to realize I just got to show up. <laughs> Even if I screw up, I don't think I have the power to really screw up my, my uh, you know, big blessings or my salvation unless I really, really, really screw up and I still don't know that I do and I don't plan on doing that. 
But until I got my mind right, until I went through these things, I could not grasp that. Well, today I'm grateful. Today I have peace. So I hope you got some, you know, value out of this episode. I'm getting an uptick in, in viewers I, a little bit with a different uh, people. I, I did a uh, a podcast with um my, a guy that does uh, it's LDS Confessions on Instagram. Uh, I know who he is, but um, he does it anonymously, and and you go on and, and speak, right? So I did a podcast there a little bit ago. Um, about my faith crisis and stuff. So if you're from that one, if you're just seeing my stuff, you know, I, I hope that you like it. That one's dealing with faith crisis specifically. It's dealing with uh, pornography and, and that addiction and different things. If you're struggling, you can reach out to me. I do have enough time at least to talk. At this point, this has kind of turned into me trying to kind of talk to people and then trying to shift them out. I know people that are wonderful um, uh, psychologists. I know people that are wonderful with the body. I know people that are wonderful, like I talked about today, in healing um, the mind and different things. So I just want to help. So thanks for tuning in today. Appreciate it.